here. So today, the scripture is Psalm 105, verses 1 through 6. And, I, you know, this stool is really... Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call on God's name. Make known God's deeds among the peoples. Sing to God. Sing praises to God. Tell of all God's wonderful works. Glory in God's holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord and God's strength. Seek God's presence continually and remember the wonderful works that God has done. God's miracles and the just and judgments God has uttered. O offspring of God's servant Abraham, children of Jacob, and God's chosen ones. May the words of our hearts and the meditations of our hearts be together this morning. Amen. Okay, Jean. Invite us into that same space of receiving, where we find ourselves open, where our feet are on the floor, where we give ourselves every chance not to be anxious. Let us be in that open place. As we listen to the words from Paul's letter to the Romans. Chapter 12, verses 9 through 12. Let love be genuine. Hate what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with mutual affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not lag in zeal. Be ardent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in affliction. Persevere in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints. Pursue hospitality to strangers. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be arrogant, but associate with the lowly. Do not claim to be wiser than you are. Do not repay anyone evil for evil, but take thought for what is noble in the sight of all. If it is possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceable, peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave room for the anger of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, and I will repay, says the Lord. Instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. For by doing this, you will heap burning coals 
on their heads. Do not become overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. When I hear these words, I don't really hear the voice of Paul. When I hear these words, I sort of sit up a little bit straighter. You notice how I invited you to receive this in a way that allowed these words to be in harmony with you and your being. I don't know about you, but as each phrase passes through the room, I just sit up straighter, my ears become a little bit taller, my breathing slows. Let love be genuine. Hold harm accountable. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with mutual affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not lag in zeal. Be ardent in spirit. Serve God in all creation. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in affliction. Persevere in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints. Pursue hospitality to strangers. Do you hear a song? It moves like a song. Here's how I distill all of that into one sentence. Live in the flow of your being. There you will find God. As we let these words wash over ourselves, I would love to orient us to the world of Paul just a little bit at the time of the Romans. In Rome, there were two predominant factions of Judaism. There was the ecclesia, which was translated as assembly or church, was one faction. And then there was the synagogue, which was the other faction, synagogue, but more directly translated assembly. Both words translate as assembly. However, the ecclesia were expelled from Rome by Emperor Claudius in the year 17 AD. These, this faction of Jews predominantly spent their time orienting toward Christos in Greek, or Christ. They were asking the questions of how can I integrate Christ into my practice of religion. They were also rabble-rousers, and so Claudius was threatened by his power, kicked them out. By the time Paul was writing, they were starting to come back. And as you can imagine, two different factions of Jews, the Ecclesia and the Synagogi, were not getting along as well because the Synagogi had remained in Rome. And now they're trying to figure out how to get along in public life. And then there were the Gentiles. The Gentiles who were hearing this word about this Jesus guy and thinking, hmm, it's kind of interesting. I want a part of that. But the Jewish law said in order to do that, you have to go through our customs and our rituals to become Jewish. And they said, we just, we want to become part of your community, but we don't want to go through all of the same customs. And so when Paul came along, he was holding these tensions, two factions of Judaism trying to figure out how to live together, and the Gentiles who also felt like they had a place in the community of God. Here are a few clarifications about Paul. Paul was a Jew who did not seek to form a different religion. Paul simply sought harmony within the Jewish faith. 
Paul did not wish to speak ill of factions of Judaism that did not embrace Christ in the same way because Paul saw harmony among all the beloveds. I invite you to examine this world of possibilities in 57 AD. There was a place of hopeful harmony and mistrust, a place that was kindling new flames with wet logs that don't want to light. Anybody who's been camping recently knows how hard that is. I invite us to receive these words in continuation. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be arrogant, but associate with the lowly. Do not claim to be wiser than you are. Do not repay anyone evil for evil, but take thought for what is noble in the sight of all. If it is possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Again, I don't hear the voice of Paul. I don't know how many of you have spent time reading earlier in Romans, but that stuff is dense. It's very complicated. It's very logical. He makes all these theological frameworks. He's like, here, let me set up the whole dogma of how we can live together, and let's just make that clear, clear, clear as mud sometimes. But then we get to this passage. You find it complicated? It just flows like a river. Let love be genuine. When I hear this, I hear words that interact with the gut, with bone. Words that are clear, that are not meant to pass through the head or the heart. Bless those who hurt you. Rejoice with the rejoicing. Weep with the weeping. Live in harmony. Do not be arrogant. Make friends with the downcast. Be humble. Be a body in this world with other bodies. Be in this world with other beings. Do not harm even when you are harmed. Live in the flow of your being. I like to spend time by the river. I don't know about all of you. We all have our sacred geography. Mine is the river. The Maumee River in Toledo, Ohio, pulls the sediment out from the heartland of Ohio and deposits it in Lake Erie. It's a big, wide, silty, murky river that's not very deep, but it flows and it churns and it channels all this water and sediment out toward the lake. And when I go to the lake, over time I started to realize, or when I go to the river, sorry, when I started to realize the longer that I sat there, the more I was learning. Here's the reason. When I go to the river, I take my journal, and I take my pencil out, and I write every single thought in my head, everything that comes to mind, every word, every person that comes into my head, everybody that I'm thinking about, every thought, every worry, every anxiety, just write it, write it, write it, write it, write it, write it. And then every feeling that starts to come out. What am I feeling? How am I hurting? Who hurt me? Who have I hurt? Write it down, write it down, write it down, write it down, write it down. And the river still flows. And I'm a little more empty. Oh, then an anxiety comes, and then I start to get fearful again, and then write it down, write it down, write it down, write it down. Empty. 
then I start to notice that there are voices on this river, sounds rippling, the wind on the top of the water. The current changes. If you watch it long enough, it moves, it shifts, it's different. I was empty and I was receiving from this river. Mary Oliver has something to say about this in her book. And she says in the, her poem, At the River Clarion, that all the voices of the river are a part of holiness. Every voice that you hear sweeping against the rocks, the mosses trailing underneath the water, the trickle and the flow and rush of the rapids. These are the voices of holiness. But she says, don't blame the river if you can't hear them right away. Because part of being human is we tend to have our ears stuffed with selfhood. Have you ever felt that before? Like your ears, you were full to your ears with worry, with thoughts. You couldn't even hear what was going on around you. You're not alone. I have a couple other friends, and I think we all have a couple other friends in history who might have felt the same way. Moses, Cain, Ruth, Joseph, the one with the fancy coat, Joseph, the father of Jesus, Judas, Peter, Paul, and even at times, Jesus. They all had their ears stuffed with selfhood. All of these people share one thing in common, right? They're human. Or at least partially, Jesus you know, is over here in this category. When we share this human experience, we share thoughts and emotions with one another. We share this fleeting, exhilarating, excruciating experience of feeling things and thinking things that occupy our whole being sometimes. Can anybody not relate with this? That's what I thought. Part of being alive in this world is being people who feel and people who think, people who receive and people who give, people who get hurt, people who get angry. The flow of Paul's words continue to tend the wounds of our hurt and anger. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave room for the anger of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. Love them the way you love your neighbor. Do not be, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. When you are hurt, bless the one who harms you and leave your anger to God. Well, that's all nice and good, Paul, but what if I'm angry? What if I'm really angry? What if something has been done to me that hurts me at a deep core level? What if I have chronic pain? What if I have depression? What if I have anxiety? Leave it to God. Okay, it's, it's not there anymore. Right? It's that easy. Read the Bible, you're good. You don't have emotions anymore. You don't have feelings. Right? We have this human shared experience. But what Paul is inviting us here in his flow 
is to honor these feelings. Say thank you for these thoughts as they pass through. And then let them go. Our thoughts do not belong to us, nor do our feelings. They are passing. They're moving through, being processed, offering us the gifts of exuberance and joy and sorrow and anxiety and imagination and hope and possibility and dullness and loneliness, being afraid, being angry. But they're all passing like the river. One thing remains. When we have cleared all of our thoughts, when we've cleared all of our emotions as they pass through, there is something still here. You are still here. Your beloved being is still here. And that is the divine in you living as you. The voices of the river that say, I am a part of holiness are in you. While they're said by the river, all they're doing is reminding you what's already there. The flow of your being is always with you. The flow of the divine be in you and through you and around you now and always, say the Celtic mystics. I invite us this morning to consider what it would mean to be a clear channel as we learned about St. Francis of Assisi last week, his prayer is, make me a channel of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Make me a clear channel. I'm going to sing that this morning, and we have the words on the screen. And I invite you to let the channel of your soul open. It's okay. There might be some feelings on top. There might be some thoughts. You might be thinking, what is he trying to make us do? That's a good thought. I would honor that thought too. But as you let your channel open, notice what God is saying to you, beloved.